Raga 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 Raga
Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Right away, we're going to be praying. I'm going to be reading the scripture to us. Praise God. Praise God forevermore. First Timothy 2 from verse 1. First of all, then I admonish and urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be offered on behalf of all men, for kings and for all who are in positions of authority or him. For kings and for all who are in position of authority or high responsibility that outwardly we may pass a quiet and undisturbed life and inwardly a peaceable one in all godliness and reverence and seriousness in every way for such praying is good and right and it is pleasing and acceptable to god our savior who wishes all men to be saved and come and increasing and increasingly to perceive and recognize and discern and know precisely and correctly the divine truth. Hallelujah. By the way, we're going to be praying. And we're going to be praying for the nation, for the territory, rather, of Guam. Hallelujah. So we're going to be using the scripture and praying for the territory of Guam. Let's begin to pray now. Rakadibra, <laughs> <laughs> 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God, praise God, praise God forevermore. Would anyone like to um, round off the prayer for the territory of Ram? Just lift your hands so that I could unmute you. Praise the Lord. Could you kindly unmute and help us round of the prayer in two minutes for the territory of Guam? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we thank you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The territory of Guam, we thank you for thank you for 
We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that right the reigns in this nation in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh my thank you my father because there is no violence oh god in the name of the lord jesus there is peace in our body in every name of the lord jesus and many subscribing to the lordship of jesus christ over their lives hallelujah father lord we thank you we give you praise Dear Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. Thank you for the opportunity, man. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Ali Pusta Kradusti in the Actisakia. Mandikila Gata Kasikia Lakatusa Lakatisha Lamandi. Oh, la grande se fracte jusun para katilu ruski ningra aktisaria. Oh, ma pose nangra de sa fracto jishipara katila. Zongra da si sa katila grasufa andi. Golimondu pradas kavilo pondu faraya. Oh, hallelujah, manta kavaya. Father, we pray and thank you for all men in the territory of Guam. We pray for the governor, Governor Laolion Guerrero. We pray for Governor Laolion Guerrero. With using her as a point of contact. We pray for all in authority in the territory of Guam. We ask, Father, that you will pour out the spirit of salvation on Guam, bringing many to salvation and to the knowledge of the truth. Father, let your kingdom come upon Guam. The name of Jesus is named upon and is glorified in Guam. They lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. In Guam, hallelujah. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we rebuke and we restrain every force of evil in Guam. We rebuke every evil spirit of anarchy, hallelujah, violence, deception, and war. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We cut out Satan and his demons of darkness from Guam. And we bring in the ministry of angels. The kingdom of God is upon Guam and the will of God is done. Good triumphs over evil in Guam and righteousness prevails. Hallelujah. Lord, you love the territory of Guam and you plan good for them. You fill the territory of Guam with your goodness. But evil men have hijacked economies of nations and put them in poverty. Now we pray in the name of Jesus against such men and women responsible for creating poverty in nations, men and women who have hijacked the financial system of the territory of Guam and created poverty. 
poverty with greed, selfishness and evil works. In the name of Jesus, we free the financial systems of the territory of Graham from these dubious men and women. We free territory of Guam from terrible economic policies orchestrated by other by these people that have bound them and kept them in poverty. I declare that in the name of Jesus that these evil people proceed no further. We frustrate their evil plans and we diminish their resources. We cut off their influence and power to control the territory of Guam. For, for their selfish ends, we free Guam from fear and we proclaim deliverance for her leaders and her people. We declare in the name of Jesus that Guam is free to enjoy the goodness of God. Oh, hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we repair, we counsel, and we abrogate every unjust and evil law passed in parliament or by decree in Guam. Only laws that are to the benefit of the people in consistency with the righteousness of God, only such laws stand in the name of Jesus. We declare that every draconian law hurriedly and secretly passed during the COVID-19 fiasco to perpetrate the planned evil are cut down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for all who are sick in Guam. We receive grace and mercy for them, and we declare that the love of God prevails in their behalf, and the healing power of God overwhelms them, and they are restored to wholeness, and they come to know the love of God and his salvation, such that they serve God with their lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for the church of Jesus Christ in the territory of Guam. We pray for ministers of the gospel and Christians they lead in Guam. We declare that they are strong in faith, giving glory to God. They are filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. They are bold, fearless, and courageous. They are in nothing terrified by their adversaries, but are forceful in advancing the cause of the gospel and the kingdom. They are filled with the knowledge of God's will discerning these end times. We pray for those being persecuted that they are delivered from wicked and unreasonable men. In the territory of Guam, yes, Guam belongs to the Lord and the fullness thereof. We break every stronghold. We break it in the name of our Lord Jesus. We break every hold of idol worship in the territory of Guam in the name of our Lord Jesus. Yes, for the territory of Guam belongs to the Lord and the fullness thereof. Oh, Baraka Sefriki do Kondo Kobushatakabaya. Lord, we exalt your name, O God. We worship you, we praise your name, O God. We thank you, hallelujah, for the name of the Lord Jesus shall be noised abroad in the cities 
and territories of Guam. Oh Lord, we worship you. We bless your name. And yes, everyone citizen of the territory of Guam is free to serve the Lord. And they enjoy the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In the name of the Lord Jesus, they enjoy his goodness, enjoy his favor, his blessings, his mercy. Hallelujah. And they eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time, you are welcome to be inspired by the word global times of devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for the opportunity to lead the saints of God in this time of intercessory prayers. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Right away, going to the session of praise and worship, after which we'll be going into the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Right now, over to you, dear esteemed Sister Harriet. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much, Pastor Debbie, for that powerful intercessory prayer for Guam. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity to lead God's people in worship this morning. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from this morning. At this time, I want us to just lift our hands and begin to bless the name of the Lord. Let's worship him from the depth of our hearts. The Bible says we've been given the name that is above every other name, that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee bows. Yes, his name is the greatest. His name is the highest. Just worship the name of Jesus. Magnify him for his love. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, Father. We give you praise. There is none to be compared with you. We worship you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. There is no name. In the heavens, there is no name. In the earth, there is no name. In the universe, like heavens 
There is no one in the earth. There is no one in the universe compared to you. Oh, oh, there is no one, there is no one in the heavens, there is no one in the earth, there is no compared to you oh there is no name there is no name in the heavens there is no name in the earth there is no Like Jesus, there is no one in the heavens. There is no one, no one, no one in the earth. There is no Compared to you, oh, your name is holy, your name is righteous, your name is precious, Jesus, your name is holy. Your name is righteous. Your name is precious. Jesus, your name is holy. Your name is holy. Your name is righteous. Your name is precious, Jesus. Your name is holy. Your name is righteous. Your name is precious, Jesus. There is no name. Like Jesus.
no name, no name, no name like Jesus. Oh, in the heavens, there is no name in the earth. There is no name in the universe. Oh, like Jesus, like Jesus, no, no one, no one, no one in the there is no one in the universe compared to you. Hallelujah. Oh, We raise our voice in praise to you, Lord, our King, upon the throne. Lord, you are holy, glorious and wonderful. Father of love, we raise our voice in praise to you, Lord, our King, upon the throne. Yes, you are holy. Glorious and wonderful, Father of love, song of heaven, you're the song the angels sing. Lord, you are wonderful. We sing of you in praise, Jesus, song of heaven. A song of heaven. You're the song, the Oh, God, you are wonderful. We sing of you in praise, Jesus, song of heaven. 
Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. I don't know what goes through you through your spirit when you hear, um, you know, the lyrics of songs when he talks about God. You know, um, um, things that describe God talk about the kind of life, you know, that we have been called to live. When he says that the Lord is holy, 
you know, there might be somebody here and you feel like, oh, I haven't lived a good life. Um, I haven't lived a pure life. I have messed up at different times. Your father is the holy God. And if that God comes to live in you, he makes you holy. He makes you holy. And when I say holy, I'm not really literally talking about, um, um, you know, um, um, a a, a, a you know, we, we live by faith in our kingdom, but I'm not just saying that, oh, um, believe that you are holy, but you are not holy. No, he can, he can turn addictions terrible. You know, you might have terrible addictions and you feel like, am I really a Christian? Can I really live the Christian life? If you would walk with this God, he would turn, you know, those things, those terrible addictions, it will amaze you the kind of, um, um, inspiring addictions that he would turn your life, your life into, you know, the things that you will begin to aspire and inspire for the things that will become passion, you become passionate about, you know, it will be a difference between night and day. When he talked about the fact that he's glorious and wonderful, this your father is able to make your life glorious, where your life is filled with glory, with beauty, where people meet you and they say, ah, this one, God is at work in this place. And your life can be so full of wonders, wonders, wonders. David said, you have made me a wonder. The life of the Christian should be wonderful, should be such that we can, you know, we are in awe of the kind of life, of the kind of person that you are becoming. You know, every time we meet you, every time we experience you, we're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you are a wonder. You are a wonder. You are a wonder. You are a wonder. So when I hear lyrics of songs, it tells me who my father is. It tells me who my savior is. It tells me who my master is. And it gives me a vision into the course of my life. Brothers and sisters, you cannot convince me otherwise. You know, even the transient temporary circumstances challenges of life cannot convince me otherwise that my life is full of glory, that my life is full of beauty. Brothers and sisters, believe in the God that is your father. Believe in the God that is your father. When you see the kind of life that your father has, when you see what he has, you cannot convince me that I would not enjoy the wealth. I'm talking about the material and the financial wealth of this present world. I'm not talking about the one that we would enjoy when we get to heaven. You cannot convince me otherwise. The Bible says, do it, tarries. He says, wait for it. Wait. And when he says wait, he don't say, he did not say cross your leg and do nothing. To wait on the Lord is to minister unto him. He said, wait for it to certainly come to pass. I remember back then in school, my pastor then, the ST, highly esteemed pastor, Afolabi Okentuji, he would lead us to say affirmations like, my name is on every car that is made in this world. My name is on every aircraft in this world. You know, he will lead us to say certain kinds of affirmations. Those words did not die. Those words did not die. 
I'm rich, I'm powerful, I'm influential. We will say those things back then as students in school, not even knowing exactly what the future would be like. Today, we're living in the prophecies, in the reality of those words. And when we say man is wealthy, many people just think of money. Many people just think of financial and material wealth. You're wealthy in all ramifications. To have Christ live in you is to be wealthy. To have the God that made this whole world reside in you, choose that your, your body, your physical body will be his tabernacle. It is to be wealthy. And when you come to the full revelation of that, nobody's going to be talking to you about avoiding sexual sins, about defiling the body where God lives. Nobody's going to convince you about it. You will come, you will wake up to a conviction one day and say, no, my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to do this again. No, not anymore. See, when the revelation of God, of this Christian life hits you, you don't need follow-up for your Christianity. You don't need follow-up. You are still in and out of sin, in and out of messing up because you have not come to the full revelation of Christ in me. Go and listen to the series, Christ Consciousness. You will come to the full understanding of the love that God has for you. That love will compel you to behave well. You are not the one that will be misbehaving because there's grace in our kingdom. No, you are not of them. You have not understood relationship. When you understand relationship, there are things you will not be involved in. You have not come to know this God. Jesus said that you might know him, the only, that they might know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. He prayed this prayer. Paul would say that the eyes of your understanding be open. That you might come to a level of understanding where you know. You understand who this God is. He said you will understand the length, the breadth, the width, the height of God's love. He's describing a love that has breadth, length, width, and height. Let's review the article for today. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Grace, esteemed Sister Harriet, for the amazing time of worship. Thank you, Pastor Deborah, for the time of intercessory prayers. Glory to God. Guam is blessed, and things have turned around even because we prayed. Christianity and the Resurrection is the title of today's devotional article. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 12. Christianity and the resurrection. Let's read together. Some time ago, a certain well-known priest publicly stated that he used to believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, but he now had reasons to question whether or not Jesus truly rose from the dead. The fact of the matter is he never believed in Jesus, even though he claimed to be a Christian. It's impossible to be a Christian without believing absolutely in the resurrection of Jesus. There's no Christianity without the resurrection. Christianity only begins from the resurrection, not the cross. The death of Jesus didn't provide eternal life. 
It's the resurrection of Jesus Christ that ushered us in, into eternal life. The Apostle Paul explains it in Romans 6 verse 4. He said, therefore, we are buried with him by baptism on, into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. There's a, there's, there's, a, there, there's a series, newness of life. There's also the new Superman in Christ. It's a new creation reality series, especially for people who just got born again. It's something that you would love to listen to. To not believe in the resurrection is to deny the possibility and availability of eternal life. And if you don't have eternal life, you are not a Christian. A Christian is someone who has received eternal life. What is eternal life? It's the life and nature of God, the quality of the divine essence. The quality of the divine essence. I'm going to come back to that. For example, dogs are in goats. Chickens are in ostriches, no matter the resemblance between them. They don't have the same life and they, they will never produce or reproduce after the other. Dogs will never reproduce goats and vice versa. The Christian is literally born of God with the God life. It was the resurrection of Christ Jesus that made that possible. Hallelujah. More so, the Bible says Jesus was proven or declared to be God in human flesh according to the resurrection from the dead. Romans 1 and verse 4. Then the spirit of God through the apostles Apostle Paul brought the doctrine to a climax in 1 Corinthians 15, 12 to 19. Study the entire reference. Listen to the instruction. Study the entire reference. The 19th verse says, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Thank God for the resurrection. Is what gave us life. Blessed be God. You know, you will never live or enjoy life beyond your experiential relationship with God. We all know God as our father. We all know there's a God in heaven who is our father. He loves us. But if you don't experience the love, you would never have faith in God. Faith is not just that you hear the word, right? You know, you know that there's weak faith and there's, there's strong faith. There's little faith and there's great faith. You can have great faith, but the faith is weak. You listen to the word of God, your faith comes by hearing, you know, so your faith is increased as a result of hearing the word. But the exercising of your faith in your everyday life is what strengthens your faith. So you come to a level where your faith in God it's not a guesswork. It's not an accumulation of messages that you listened about God that made you, that convinced you about God. It's based on an experience in the exercising of your faith. You have come to know God for yourself. You will not be arguing about the resurrection life when you have raised the dead. And you see, there are certain things that should be in our report card as Christians. You will not be arguing about the healing power of God or whether the miracles that we show at the healing streams or the atmosphere for miracle, whether we framed it, whether we asked somebody to come and demonstrate that they are healed so that we can, we can look like we have healing in our ministry. You will not have such arguments if you have raised, if you have commanded sickness out of somebody's body and caused them to come back to health. 
You will not have such arguments. You know the people who argue about God, who argue about the doctrines of Christianity, they have not experienced it. And they have not demonstrated it. It is one thing to experience it. It is one thing to demonstrate it. The Bible says, and this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. Have you cast out demons before? If you have cast out demons, you will not be arguing about whether God is real. In my name, they shall cast out demons. In my name, they shall speak in new tongues. He said, they will lay their hands upon the sick and the sick will recover. You give somebody a hug and wholeness comes into the person's life. And I'm not joking about what I'm saying. I'm conscious as a Christian that a touch with me sends some, you may not realize it. You may not know it. But a touch, a, if you come in contact with the physical me, if it's a hug, if it's a handshake, I am conscious of a transmission into your life. Whether it will manifest in your health, whether it will manifest in your family, whether it will manifest in your finances, there will be a change. One of the things that have been common with my leadership ministry is how that somebody joins myself, then in, in a matter of time, there's an impact in the whole family. They may not come to the cell, they may not be a member of the cell, but the family cannot deny that that's their member met somebody who has been with God. The impact goes beyond the person. It touches different members of the family. I remember then we have meetings, parents, siblings that are not in Lagos, Nigeria, where our physical cell meeting holds. We connect online for our cell meetings. I remember I remember her dad had traveled for business and the, 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 the dad um, passed on in the hotel. When she called me, when a meeting, and then she told me that this has happened, I say, I say, you were telling me about your dad, and you told me about how your dad said he was going to die. That means this death is not his death. He has not gone. Something is taking him, and we can get him back. I will not give you the details as to how he came back. I was not the one who prayed over him or raised him back to life, but I gave certain instructions. I said, do this, do this, do this. Talk to this person. Get them to do this. The father came back to life after three days of being dead. Brothers and sisters, you want to tell me that there's no God? That's why I'm saying that don't be a baby Christian. The other day I was saying that you cannot come to levels in God if we are still convincing you about dressing. You don't get it. Your life cannot be filled with the supernatural. You see me, I will still do an Uber. Sometimes I will enter Keke. I've had cars, I've dropped them on the altar. My life is not defined by material wealth. My life is not defined by financial wealth. My life is defined by the fact that Christ in me, the hope of glory, the hope of glory for the those that I come in contact with, the hope of glorious life for myself as a person. See, I can never be small and you don't, you don't define big for me. I'm already big just knowing that I carry God on the inside. Brothers and sisters, wake up to the God that you carry. Wake up to a life beyond, you, you know, some, some people's Christianities, we go to church on Wednesday. We go to church on Sunday. We wear the best clothes in our wardrobe. You come and slay, according to some sisters. I don't slay, I give life. There are some statements in the world that should not come out of your mouth. You just catch the statement on social media. Everybody's saying it. Ah, we they slay today. Do you slay? 
I thought you give life. I thought you are a life-giving spirit. See, this world has nothing in me. I will not talk the way of the world. I will not act the way of the world. I will not dress the way of the world. I will not do life the way of the world. It doesn't matter how many Christians compromise. I am Maraka, I will stand. There's a level in God I want to get to. Where I am is not where I'm going. Where I am is not where I want to be. Are you aware that in this life, we have Christians who disappear? You think it only happened to Philip in the Bible? Where the, he, 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 the spirit of God carried him from one place to, 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 to where G, um, um, the Ethiopian eunuch was just so that he could witness to him. You think those things are just Bible days. I hear some testimonies like, God, I'm going to, I have to experience this. These Christians, they don't have double heads. There's a, there's, a, there's a YouTube I watch, video I watched one time. It was Prophet Pubat Angel's wife, baby Angel. She was talking about her husband. The title of the, the video is, I have seen the glory. You can go and look for it and watch it by yourself. And she was saying how she woke up one day, her husband was not on the bed. The door was locked from inside. So that means if he went out, if the door was locked, it should be locked from outside. He was not on the bed. Hours later, somebody was knocking on the door downstairs. She went to open the door. It was her husband. Brother, where you go? What's thing happen? He said, Jesus tapped him and said, come with me. And he defied all the law of science and anything you could ever think about. He went through a wall without opening a door. You think it's only Jesus that did it. Brothers and sisters, Christians are living a life in this world. Sometimes we just come, we preach you a, 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 small, a gospel that just takes you through life every day. If the gospel that you are practicing is the one that just gets you by day after day, you have not come to Christianity. There's more in God that I'm looking for. Sometimes I look for trouble in the realm of the spirit. There's something called being offensive. Defensive is that you are attacked and you defend yourself. Sometimes I'm the attacker. I look for trouble in the realm of the spirit. Some of the things that happened to me this year, I knew they were coming because I have caused trouble in Satan's kingdom. He knows. And there are people here who know, understand what I'm saying. Wake up to a bigger Christianity team more than um, um, going to church, wearing nice clothes, attending cell meetings and, and being somebody that you want everybody to like. I don't want everybody to like me. I just want God to like me. Because if you want to please everybody, you will never please God. Many people are carnal people, very carnal, including Christians, fleshly and full of emotional Christianity. I don't want to please such people. You like me, it's your own business. You don't like me, it's your own business. If God loves me, of my, my conviction about the love of God, nobody can take it away. Brothers and sisters, come up here. Christianity and the resurrection. Like I said, if you have raised the dead, we will not be teaching you about resurrection. You have experienced it. That is epignosis. You know, there are different levels of knowledge. When Pastor talked about three kinds of knowledge, there's gnosis, there's epignosis, there's, there's, um, there's um, genosco, there's epigenosco, then there's epignosis. It's the full exact knowledge. That point, at that point, nobody needs to teach you. Nobody needs to convince you. Nobody needs to revise the topic with you. You have experienced it. You know, when you say, I know that I know that I know that I know that there is a God in heaven and that God lives in me. Nobody can convince you otherwise. Wake up to such kind of Christianity. Stop being a baby that we have to follow up and talk to and convince. 
I've come to the end of the review of the Rhapsody article. I'm going to hand over to esteemed Pastor Winnie for the next segment. Enjoy your Christian life. There is more in God beyond what you have experienced. But until you desire it, which day we're talking about strong desire, until your, your strong desire calls for it, you will not experience it. Then you would understand when he said, and God went to Solomon by night. You will be in your room. Jesus will walk into your room. Until you experience it, you better desire it and call for it in the realm of the spirit. Be, let your desire be so strong that Jesus will basically literally walk in your room and say, I beg, this your, this your desire has been like a magnet calling me. I'm here. What do you want? I have words, Pastor Inye, over to you. I don't have that time today. Thank you for the opportunity, Ma. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on where you are at the moment, we are going over to the further studies of today's devotion. And we'll start with the Rhapsody of Realities. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. For Christ liveth in me, and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Romans chapter 6, verse 4 says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death that as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. First Corinthians chapter 15 from 12 says, Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how says some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. And your faith is also vain. 15. Yea, and we have found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up. So if, if so be that the dead rise not, for if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which have fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all, we are of all men most reasonable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Praise the Lord. We're going to take the confession together. Please do not unmute your mic. Just can you repeat after me? Dear Father, Thank you for the glorious resurrection of Christ that ushered in Christianity and brought us into eternal life. The indestructible, unaffectable, and impregnable life. I walk in the newness of life, conscious that I've been raised together with Christ. And made to sit together with him in the place of victory, authority, and dominion forever. In Jesus' name, praise the Lord. We're going over to the New Testament reading for today's devotion. 
Um, we are still in the book of John, chapter 6. Caption, Jesus multiplies food. After this, Jesus went to the other side of Lake of Tiberias, which is also known as Lake Galilee, and a massive crowd of people followed him everywhere. They were attracted by his miracles and the healing they watched him perform. Jesus went up the slope of a hill and sat down with his disciples. Now it was approaching the time of the Jewish celebration of Passover, and there were many pilgrims on their way to Jerusalem in the crowd. Five. As Jesus sat down, he looked out and saw the massive crowd of people scrambling up the hill, for they wanted to be near him. So he turned to Philip and said, Where will we buy enough food to feed all these people? Now, Jesus already knew what he was about to do, but he said this to stretch Philip's feet. Philip answered, Well, I suppose if we were to give everyone only a snack, it would cost thousands of dollars to buy enough food. But just then, Andrew, Peter's brother, spoke up and said, Look, here's a young person with five belly loaves and two small fish. But how far would that go with this huge crowd? Have everyone sat, sit down, Jesus said to his disciples. So on the vast grassy slope, more than 5,000 hungry people sat down. Jesus then took the belly loaves and the fish and gave thanks to God. He then gave it to the disciples to distribute to the people. Miraculously, the food multiplied with everyone eating as much as they wanted. When everyone was satisfied, Jesus told his disciples, now go back and gather up the pieces left over so that nothing will be wasted. The disciples filled up 12 baskets of fragments, a basket of leftover for each disciple. All the people were astounded as they saw with their own eyes the incredible miracle Jesus had performed. They began to say among themselves, he really is the one, the true prophet we have been expecting. So Jesus, knowing that they were about to take him and make him their king by force, quickly left and went up the mountainside alone. Caption, Jesus walks on water. After waiting until evening for Jesus to return, the disciples went down to the lake. But as darkness fell, he still hadn't returned. So the disciples got into a boat and headed across the lake to Capernaum. By now, a strong wind began to blow and was tearing up the waters. The disciples had rowed about halfway across the lake, when all of a sudden they caught sight of Jesus walking on top of the waves, coming towards them. The disciples panicked, but Jesus called out to them, Don't be afraid, you know who I am. They were relieved to take him in. And the moment Jesus stepped into the boat, they were instantly transported to the other side. Caption, Jesus, the living bread. The next morning, the crowd were still on the opposite shore of the lake, near the place where they had eaten the bread he had multiplied after he had given thanks to God. Yet Jesus was nowhere to be found. They realized that only one boat had been there and that Jesus hadn't boarded and they concluded that his disciples had left him behind. So when the people saw on the shoreline a number of small boats from Tiberias and realized Jesus and his disciples were in there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum to search for him. Praise the Lord. This comes to the end of today's New Testament reading. I'm going to hand over to Esteem Brother John for the New Old Testament reading. <laughs> 
Thank you, esteemed Brother Martin, for sharing your screen. Thank you so much, Pastor Nye. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Old Testament segment of our one-year Bible reading plan. Thank you so much, esteemed um, Sister Maka, for this um, opportunity. Thank you, Brother for helping us to share the screen. Praise God. So we'll be looking at, we'll be reading 1 Kings chapter 9 today, and um, we'll see how God appeared to Solomon the second time. And um, it's a short book, but very impactful. So kindly join journey with me as we go through this. Praise God. From verse 1, when Solomon had finished building the temple and the palace and all the other buildings he had always wanted, the Lord appeared to him the second time. The first time had been at Gibeon and said to him, I have heard your prayer. I have hallowed this temple that you have built and I've put my name here forever. I'll constantly watch over it and rejoice in it. And if you live in honesty and truth as your father David did, always obeying me, then I will cause your descendants to be the kings of Israel forever. Just as I promised your father David, when I told him one of your sons shall always be upon the throne of Israel. However, if you or your children turn away from me and worship other gods and do not obey my laws, then I will take away the people of Israel from this land that I have given them, and I will take them from this temple, which I have hallowed for my name, and I will cast them out of my sight. And Israel will become a joke to the nations and an example and a proverb of sudden disaster. This temple will become a heap of ruins, and everyone passing by will be amazed and we wish you with astonishment, asking, why has the Lord done such things to this land and this temple? And the answer will be, the people of Israel abandoned the Lord, their God, who brought them out of the land of Egypt. They worshipped other gods instead. That is why the Lord has brought this evil upon them. And the end, at the end of the 20 years, during which Solomon built the temple and the palace, he gave 20 cities in the land of Galilee to King Hiram, of Tyre as payment for all the cedar and cypress lumber and gold he had furnished for the construction of the palace and temple. Hiram came to Tyre to see the cities, but he wasn't at all pleased with them. What sort of deal is this, my brother? He asked. These cities are a wasteland, and they are still known as the wasteland today. For Hiram had sent gold to Solomon, valued at $3.5 million dollars. Solomon had conscripted forced labor to build the temple, his palace, Fort Milo, the wall of Jerusalem, and the cities of Hazor, Megiddo, and Giza. Giza was the city the king of Egypt conquered and burned, killing the Israeli population. Later, he had given the city to his daughter as a dowry. She was one of Solomon's wives. So now Solomon rebuilt Giza along with Lower Beth Horon, Bala, and Tama, a desert city. He also built cities for grain storage, cities in which to keep his chariot, cities for homes, for his cavalry and chariot drivers, and resort cities near Jerusalem and in the Lebanon mountains and elsewhere throughout the land. Solomon conscripted his, force, his labor forces from those who survived in the nations he conquered. 
the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hevites, and Jebusites, for the people of Israel had not been able to wipe them out completely at the time of the invasion and conquest of Israel, and they continue as slaves even today. Solomon didn't conscript any Israelis for this work, although they became soldiers, officials, army officers, chariot commanders, and cavalrymen, and there were 550 men of Israel who were overseers of the labor forces. Miscellaneous notes. King Solomon moved Pharaoh's daughter from the city of David, the old sector of Jerusalem, to the new quarters he had built for her in the palace. Then he built Fort Milo. After the temple was completed, Solomon offered burnt offerings and peace offerings three times a year on the altar he had built, and he also burned incense upon it. And Solomon had a shipyard in Ezion Giba, near Eloth, on the Red Sea in the land of Edom, where he built a fleet of ships. King Hiram supplied experienced sailors to accompany Solomon's crews. They used to sail back and forth from Ophir, bringing gold to King Solomon, the total value of which was several million dollars each trip. Each trip, praise God. And I hand over to esteemed Brother Martins. Thank you very much, everyone. Praise God. Just before Brother Martins takes over, I wanted to um, add a few things to something I said when I talked about um, raising the dead, healing the sick, and all of that. I want to say that you know, a child learns to walk, right? And the child doesn't just start walking effectively in one day, you know, but a step a day, an extra step every other day, the leg of the child is strengthened and then the child begins to walk. You need to understand that the physical life that we live is a reflection of the spiritual. The spiritual. So it means that learning to walk can be a process. I said that to say that there are times when you must hunger to practice your Christianity. When I say raise the dead, don't wait um, till somebody calls you to come and raise the dead. There are certain times you hear that somebody passed on. Be eager to go and put your faith to work to try to raise the dead. You may try first. It may not, it may, it, 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 let me not say it will not work. The person didn't come back to life. And you also need to understand the principle of raising a Christian dead person is a principle of negotiation because the Christian is before God and has a right to negotiate his staying back in heaven. For you to bring him out of heaven into back into this world, you have to use the word of God to negotiate and convince the judge. It's like a law court. It's easier to raise an unbeliever to de from death, from the dead, than raise a Christian. So, but you need to understand the principle because why is it easier to raise an unbeliever? Christ conquered hell. So we have authority. The devil is under our feet. So it's easy for us to, you know, when somebody is under you, you can overpower the person to collect. You know how elder ones would, 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 would intimidate or bully younger ones to collect something that doesn't even belong, belong to them. That can happen in the kingdom of darkness because Christ gave us power over the devil, over hell. But now when you are dealing with a legal child of God who stands before God in heaven and you want to raise that one from the dead, the principle is different. Let's leave the principle now. So I said that you can, pra you can, you can practice it. They say practice makes perfect. You can practice raising the dead. You can practice healing the, the sick. You can practice certain things in your Christian work. When I was in school, I had a member I became a solidar in my second year, year one. Funny enough, I joined Christ Embassy first year of year one. So I had a lot of people 
my, my, my cell leader was in her, in her final year law and she, and she graduated and made me cell leader and I did not understand why because there were people in medicine in their final year, law in their final year. Anyways, I had this um, member who my former cell leader had won. He used to be a cultist, the number two cultist in Uniben at that time. So she gave me a brief about him. So it was one of the people I drew close because I saw that he had a heart for God. So he called me one day and said, oh, his mother had died. The, the mother wasn't in Benin, so I could not see the dead body. But I went to spot complex that night, and I remember that I prayed throughout the night, calling. I would pray. I would roll on the floor, then I would call on the phone and say, "Put your hand on her body." I would call her. I would call her life back to her. I didn't. I was not able to raise her from the dead. But you know what? I registered a hunger in heaven that I want to raise the dead, and that's what I'm talking about. You must take steps to register your strong desire in the realm of the spirit that you want to walk in certain kinds of dimension. And don't be apologetic about it. If you pray for the dead, the dead rise, fine. If you know rise, go back to your house and enjoy your life. You know, because sometimes some Christians want to feel embarrassed. There's no embarrassment for a child of God. Because see, a can a dead man be conscious of how he looks or how what people think about him? You can't kill a dead man twice. When he said that you are dead in Christ and alive to God, I have died. I have that, you know, this season, some people ask me that, how are you still able to show up? Amarak is no longer alive. I am dead in Christ. You cannot dishonor a dead man. You cannot embarrass a dead man. So my life continues and I enjoy my life like you, like you did not exist and you did not do me anything. So I'm saying that you can practice your Christianity and do it. So when we talk about working in this dimension, do it daily, try to, Express your divinity. Express that if you say, oh, I believe that Christ raises the dead. If Let your believing cause you to action. I believe that Christ raises the sick. He said, if I lay my hands. If you see a sick person, some of you, you still have sick parents or sick loved ones. As I'm talking now, maybe after this devotion, go lay your hands. Funny enough, he said, lay your hands. Sometimes you don't even need to talk. Can you meditate so much on Christ in me that the Christ, he, he lives, eternal life gushes out of your hand. The touch of your hand on that sick person can bring the person back to health. So feel free to practice it. If it did not work today, try again tomorrow and just continue. But keep registering that strong hunger in the realm of the spirit that you want to walk in these dimensions because it is for all Christians. It is for all Christians. Thank you so much for the time. Over to you, esteemed Brother Martins. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for that exhortation. Thank you so much, Brother John, for the amazing read. Praise God. At this point, we'll be going straight to the affirmation segment of our meeting, and the affirmation will be on the screen shortly. We start affirmation by taking our names. My name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, I, your name, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. And at this point, I'll kindly ask everyone to please unmute your mics as we take our affirmation on the count of three. One, two, three. Wisdom, <laughs> 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 
Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. At this point, we're going straight to the communion segment of our meeting. Praise the Lord. And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, paragros so frak, la gridon cross cage, atalibrak, leash of rector libra ne, blibli linkis, ali cross covrati, jeleman taracatila, gabodorian telegrity, zigrop loratorian prak, last of red egos or gratons geli, mille paracatorian telegratorian dalla bradila, yagababa bracabundo covergadi, jucabundo curibanduri bracada, la lico zuca zati, racababa bracabundo covergadi. You know, when we're reading um, today's scriptures, the New Testament, there was something that came to my spirit that I don't know if you really saw it. But the Bible says when Jesus, when the disciples had already sailed, the Lord came walking on water. He practically walked on water. But there was something, maybe I never really saw it. But I think maybe this is the first time I'm really paying attention to it. That the Bible says when he stepped on the boat, they vanished and appeared somewhere else. Maybe we should go and read that scripture again. As soon as his feet touched the boat, the boat, they vanished. Allah was meditating of, um, on this morning um devotional how what's going to happen and you know what the spirit of god wants me to say and all that this God began to minister to me he said as the lord stood at the tomb of lazarus lazarus was dead for four days the situation was 
dead and buried. In fact, it was a no changing situation. Nothing was going to happen. Nothing could change anything except God himself. Martha said to him, he said, Lord, if you were here a few days ago, my brother would have lived. And Jesus said he will live again. He will rise again. She said, yes, I know on the resurrection day, on the last day. But the Lord said, I am the resurrection and life. Brothers and sisters, I want you to drum this in your consciousness today and throughout this month. I am the resurrection and life. The Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. We are the resurrection and life. There is nothing like the situation is dead. There's nothing like the business is dead. There's nothing like it cannot happen. There's nothing like you have lost the job. There's nothing like, ah, we cannot, uh, we have lost her or we have lost him. Nothing like that. I am, you can say to yourself now, I am. I am the resurrection and life. I am the resurrection and life. I am. Pola pasikete livredida hakobredistes. Ali grondo sovredista. For I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus Christ, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we declare today and every day, we are the resurrection and life. Nothing dies, nothing dies wherever we are. Nothing dies around us. Nothing dies. We are undiable. We are unkillable. We are deathless. We are wantless. We are fearless. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we are firm that we are the resurrection and life. And even now, we speak life to everything that concerns us. Life to our finances, life to our family members, life to our businesses, life, life. We speak life. The word says that the first man, Adam, was a living soul. And the last Adam is a life-giving spirit, is a quickening spirit. We are of the stock of the last Adam. Therefore, we speak life. We speak life by the power of the Holy Ghost. We speak life. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Oh, After the same manner, also he took the cup when he had sopped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in, member, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. I speak life to those kidneys. I speak life to that womb. I speak life to that eye. I speak life to that neck. And the stiffness is gone even now by the power of the Holy Ghost. That stiffness that, that comes and goes, it, it ceases from this day. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I speak life. I speak life by the power of the Holy Spirit. I speak life. I speak life. 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 To that arm, those hands that have been shaking for some time. And even you, sometimes you go to the internet to check. As you check, that's fear that, has, that seemingly comes to your spirit, to your being. 
that fear is gone. And I speak life to your being by the power of the Holy Ghost. Life to your limbs, life to your waist, life to your back. The pain is gone by the power of the Holy Spirit. I speak life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go ahead and take the cup even now. Oh, Shanda Ladradebo Shakata Ladradi. Ligo Borogodorika Brigadilla. Brothers and sisters, you are a life giving spirit. 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 Oh, Shakata Ladradebo Shigababaya. Lord, we give you praise. We worship you. You alone are God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much, esteemed Stamaka, for this wonderful privilege. Thank you so much to all our esteemed co-hosts. At this point, I will kindly hand over to the esteemed pastor when you take us through the celebration segment of the meeting. Thank you, everyone, and ensure you have. Okay. Praise God. Um, right now, I'd like to know, is there anyone amongst us who's celebrates birthdays today? Today is your birthday, wedding anniversary, or this is your first time of joining us. Please kindly and quickly run to the chat room. Tell us your name, where you're connected from, and who invited you. And if today's your birthday, if today's your birthday, please quickly to the chat room. Tell us who you're celebrating or what you're celebrating. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Time is fast spent. Oh, Shakata day. Anyone, your birthday is today, your wedding anniversary. Raboko Siga Baba Yege Boshanda Ladradi. Oh, Sika Baba Yebo Shanda Ladradi. Okay, Sister Vanessa Iwenya says today is the birthday of my leader and friend. Brother Timmy, Ikechugo and Mirabel. Happy birthday to Brother Timmy, Brother Ikechugo and Sister Mirabel. Sister Isabu says today is my sister's birthday. Her name is Ose, Osirens. Osirens. Happy birthday, dearest Sister Ose. Today is my aunt's birthday, Georgina Kura. Happy birthday, our esteemed aunt, Georgina. Today is my boss' first son's birthday. His name is Chukuka. Happy birthday, Chukuka. Yesterday was my cell member's birthday. His name is Nelson. Happy birthday, Nelson. Today is my cousin's birthday. Her name is Margaret. Happy birthday, cousin Margaret. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you. Oh, I am Ketsi from Zambia. It's my first time joining this meeting, and I'm grateful. Who invited you? Please let us know. Sister Katsi, let us know who invited you. Sister Sarah joining us from for our first time from Dubai. I guess she was invited by Sister Patience. Okay, Pastor Prince invited you. Welcome to Amist Baradorianta. My name is Akilo Sandra Choma. I was introduced, I was invited by Brother Sister John Ono. Please tell us where you are connected from, Sister Akila. Akilo Sandra, sorry. Please tell us where you're connected from. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Happy birthday to all our esteemed celebrants and welcome to our first-timers. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for our first-timers, oh God. Thank you for answers to their prayers. Thank you for meeting them at their point of need. Thank you for blessing them with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Thank you for the great grace you have lavished upon them. Thank you, Lord God, for all our first, all our birthday celebrants. By the power of the Holy Ghost, Paradori Kratoskia, they are, they are lifted continually every day of their life it is upward and forward glory to glory grace upon grace 
by the power of the Holy Ghost. No evil shall befall them. No plague shall come near their dwelling. They dwell in safety and they are the safety of their family. Therefore, everyone in their family is safe. We declare peace and progress by the power of the Holy Ghost. And Lord, we thank you for my sister's twin, Sister Harriet Anekesis, her children, her name is Joanna and Jeremy. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you. They are blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus. We give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, we've come to the end of today's amazing devotional. And at this point, okay, once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Stamaka. And at this point, I'll kindly ask everyone to please unmute your mics as we share the grace in fellowship. Hey, my life. Hey.